Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Joining us now to discuss this some more, David Stringer, Bloomberg's Asia Energy team leader. So, David, in terms of intervention from the EU, what tools are on the table and how effective might they be? Morning, Paul. Um, it's been quite an extraordinary weekend, I guess, in uh, in the energy sector in Europe. We've seen a number of interventions already. And as you mentioned, there are more measures being considered. Um, there should be a meeting, an emergency meeting of energy ministers of the EU on Friday. And according to a draft document that's been seen by Bloomberg News, that's going to propose a number of things. You know, it'll it'll suggest gas price caps, potentially a suspension of power derivatives trading, uh, and also potentially a windfall tax on on profit. All of that aimed at trying to uh, stem the gains in gas prices that we're seeing as a result of the, the, you know, the the choking off of supply from Russia. Also an attempt to boost liquidity of of utilities who are really struggling, um, you know, and ultimately drive down those costs for uh, for consumers, for households in Europe who are uh, who are suffering now and, and potentially going to suffer much more as we really get into the, the most severe of the winter months. So there's Europe-wide efforts, and then there's also um, some co- countries individually, like we saw f- uh, from from Germany with $65 billion of, uh, of relief. Um, are there any other moves like that coming from individual co- countries of note? Quite, yeah. As you as you mentioned there, that sixty five billion dollar package announced over the weekend from Germany that that you know triggered seemingly in response to the Russian move to uh, to, to choke off supply through that Nord Stream pipeline. We also saw Nordic authorities they they move specifically um, to aid utilities that are struggling with collateral requirements. Authorities there saying there's a risk of a Lehman moment for those utilities. So yes, we're definitely seeing individual countries take take action. You know, and, and don't be surprised if we see something from from the Czech Republic too. There were people out in the streets protesting there this weekend. Mm-hmm. So a real reminder of the kind of pressures on the politicians to act. Yeah, Nord Stream closed for maintenance. Um, what is that maintenance? And EU leaders aren't buying that story, are they? Absolutely not. No. I mean, the European Council president, Charles Michel, you know, he was saying this weekend, uh, <laughs> you know, essentially calling it what it was, which was the use of, of energy as a, as a weapon. Yes, you know, Gazprom, the Russian supplier, has, has put forward an argument that there's yet another piece of maintenance that's required. But, you know, even, uh, even the company involved in the company that would be carrying out that maintenance 
Siemens has said that there's no actual reason, there's no factual basis on which they, uh, you, you know, to justify them cutting off that flow of gas. So um, it does look like you know, a deliberate move by, by Moscow just to, to use its ability to flex the energy supply to put pressure on Europe. I know this is not your beat, but we're seeing quite a lot of weakness in the euro this morning, which might suggest that uh, the crisis is going to cause the ECB to be less aggressive with with raising rates. Um, so I just want to kind of get your feel on how how difficult this is for people in Europe, because we had a guest on in the last hour who said, actually, the, the balance sheets are pretty strong for Europeans and uh, that they may fare better than what people fear. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I think what we've got to expect is if this energy crunch intensifies, you know, if that's going to put further pressure on these economies, if it's going to continue to fuel that cost of living crisis, then absolutely that's going to put more pressure on the euro. Um, you know, and, and certainly the move by Russia this weekend to, to, to shut off those key gas taps, absolutely that will put more pressure on. Will we see a response to that from the ECB? Um, you know, I guess we'll, you know, we'll have to wait and, and, and look for that. But this is not a positive for the euro, yeah. this deepening yeah. energy crisis. Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about the OPEC Plus meeting, which uh, starts today. What are the dynamics that OPEC's balancing ahead of this? Quite, I mean, quite interesting, really. And, you know, I think a lot of the focus uh, in the past few months has been on supply. It's been on, you know, the ability of those OPEC Plus countries to, uh, to bring on more production. Um, as you say, uh, OPEC and, and allies, including Russia, they're going to meet later later Monday. Um, I think we're just seeing the, the, the sort of balance of dynamic shift. A lot of focus on China again, a lot of focus on the impact of those lockdowns in China. You, you know, you've, you've, you've just been sort of talking about those yourselves, you know, more restrictions in place in Chengdu, you know, covering millions of people. Is that going to eat into you know, demand again? Are we going to see weakness in demand for oil? And how is that balanced out by these these plans to bring on more production. Yeah. I think, you know, I think for this meeting, a majority of people think that OPEC plus could sort of stand pat. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting shift in dynamics. And I think we're very much back to a focus on demand rather than supply. All right, David, uh, out of time. Uh, I do think another shift is um, the weaponization of energy. Uh, that's something that we hadn't really seen all that much of um, up until... Um, the sanctions on Russia and Russia's response. Anyway, David, thanks very much for being with us here live on the. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.